1: This is another podcast of World Wide Wave, the international LGBT news and current affairs show, every week on Australia's first LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9.
0: Surfing the globe, bringing you news, views and current affairs for the LGBT community. This is the World Wide Wave.
2: It's Worldwide Wave time, Joy's international news and current affairs show for and by the LGBTI community. Taking you around the globe, one queer story at a time. I'm Matt and we are live from the lands of the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation In the magnificent Victorian Pride Centre and tonight I'm joined in the studio by Stefan
1: Good evening And Andrew Hi After following Russia by introducing an anti-gay propaganda law, Hungary is again drawn the eye of the international community. Last year, Hungary's parliament passed a law making it impossible for transgender or intersex people to legally change their gender and earlier this month the country's constitutional court backflip to back the law. To
0: find out what the passage of these anti-trans laws means in Hungary and how the LGBTIQ community is responding, tonight we're joined by Luka Duditz, Executive Board Member and Communications Officer at the Hatter Society, Hungary's oldest LGBTIQ advocacy organisation. Here's a taste of what's coming up tonight.
3: I think it really showed that uh, the general sentiment uh, um, towards LGBTQI people is not the same as the Hungarian government is trying to pass. Uh, So I think that was uh, kind of a, um, a ray of hope for a lot of people.
0: Viktor Orban is in his fourth term as Prime Minister of Hungary. Over the past 14 years, he has targeted the LGBTI community and other minority groups by bringing in regressive laws. Yet, at the last election, he still won in a landslide. Despite originally ruling against the laws making legal gender recognition impossible for trans people, Hungary's constitutional court this month backflipped. Aside from the personal stress it causes trans people, the ruling puts them at risk of harassment, discrimination and even violence in daily situations when they need to use identity documents. Luka Duditz is an executive board member of Hungary's longest running LGBTIQ advocacy group, the Hatter Society. We asked Luka to give us an idea of the way LGBT rights have gone backwards under Prime Minister Viktor Orban.
3: It has been a rather long 13 years since um, Mr. Viktor Orban has uh, come to power. Especially in the last few years, there have been several anti-LGBTQI laws passed in the Hungarian Parliament. That means that um, legal gender recognition for trans people was banned. Then they changed adoption laws so that only married couples and only straight couples can marry in Hungary um, would be able to adopt. And they also amended our constitution so that it, co- it contains phrases such as the father is a man and the mother is a woman and that children have a right uh, to an education that is in line with their biological sex and with our constitution that is in a Christian spirit. And then later on, they launched a consumer protection procedures against a fairy tale book that contains characters from various minority groups and also LGBTQI characters. And in 2021, they amended a law. That was supposed to be about the protection of children, but uh, in the end, they banned uh, the portrayal and, as they say, the propagation of LGBTQI topics in the media and in education and in goods and services as well. And then the European Commission actually launched an infringement procedure against this law, to which the government said that they will be conducting a referendum to show the EU that the Hungarians actually support the law. Uh, And that happened uh, at the same time as the general elections uh, in the spring of 2022.
1: Right. So quite a lot has happened against LGBTIQ people in Hungary, really, since Viktor Orban was elected. I I want to go back on the EU uh, in a little bit. But before that, what do you think is behind that? What is behind this crusade against LGBTIQ people?
3: So LGBTQI people are not the first um, social minority group to be used as scapegoats. Uh, it was Roman people before, it was homeless people before, it was refugees and migrants. Um So what they are doing is uh, Hungary is uh, currently the most corrupt European state, and they are trying to cover that corruption and the economic issues that the country is facing, the highest inflation rate in the entirety of the continent, with attacking social minority groups, with painting them as the enemy, as someone that uh, people should be afraid of. And they are trying to put themselves in a protector position, you know, the um, good patriarchal state that protects you from the unknown, from uh, the immoral members of the society. So that is what they are trying to do. With some uh, social minority groups, it's it's uh, more effective, I think. For example, you know, a lot of the times, Prejudice doesn't stem from actual hatred or any kind of malice. It is rooted in in not knowing people. And uh, majority of Hungarians don't personally know a refugee or an immigrant. So it was uh, a lot more easier for the government to uh, paint them as an enemy of of the nation or or Hungarians. On the other hand, by our our, our accounts, every second Hungarian has an LGBTQI friend or family member or colleague. So fortunately we don't see the same malice um, and the same uh, kind of um, uh, passionate hatred against LGBTQI people.
1: So if we go back to what you you mentioned on the in 2020 or 2021 I think you said the Hungarian parliaments passed a law making it impossible for transgender or intersex people to legally change their gender. So how long had the law that were allowing, trans people to change their gender in place before it was reversed. And what effects did the change in the law had on trans people?
3: So legal gender recognition was possible uh, in Hungary for about two decades, so since the 90s, which is quite progressive when it comes to LGBTQI rights. Uh, And it was, again, a a quite progressive law because it didn't um, require, for example, forced sterilization, but the person in question uh, did need to to divorce if they were married and they needed um, a note from a specialist, uh, a note from a psychologist and a note from a psychiatrist. So it was basically three uh, notes from healthcare professionals and a bit of a bureaucratic procedure. But it was possible for two decades. And then the new EU GDPR regulations were introduced, then the government put it on pause saying that, uh, you know, because of um, of administrative reasons, they are not sure if they can actually receive these uh, notes from the healthcare professionals or if they have the right to get such a uh, specific healthcare data. And then the first wave of pandemic hit Hungary. Um, they um, submitted a huge omnibus bill to parliament that contains several uh, problematic laws. And one of them was um, an effective ban on legal gender recognition because they changed the data that is included in your birth certificate. Before, it's a gender, and um, the new amendment changes it to biological sex. And their reasoning is that once biological sex is recorded, it cannot be amended. So now what this effect had on the trans community in Hungary is unfortunately, I think, very, very severe. We have had a lot of very prominent trans activists who have been active in the scene for years leave the country uh, as they are now unable to get the documents that they need to live in peace and then, and in safety. Uh, so a lot of them move abroad, either to Nordic states or to Western Europe, where they can actually attain documents that are in line with the name uh, and the gender identity that they identify with. This is actually a strain on on also uh, on the LGBTQI community, but also it's, uh, you know, leaving the country is, of course, uh, a solution uh, to some people, but it is not um, available for everybody.
2: That's Lucha Duditz, executive board member of Hungary's Hatter Society with us on Joy 94.9. We've heard in many countries where there've been, you know, either economic woes or corruption, that whole distraction technique of the government, look over there, look at those crazy people, they're coming to get you. Um, Interesting, I thought, though, that Lucha was saying that um, the LGBT community, because of its visibility, has not had it as bad as other groups, other minority groups, say refugees.
1: Yeah, and the visibility and also is I think it's this thing about you the family and uh, I guess it's, yeah, it's l- more it's difficult to, hate to somebody if you know if somebody. If you know them personally, you know it's it's easy to hate immigrants because oh yes, but my neighbour is immigrant, but yeah, but he's nice. So there's always mm. this thing, you know, it's the, the next to neighbour or your relative that Are more likable because you know them as a person, Mm. whilst you don't know the entity.
0: Yeah, bad news for homeless people because I don't think they're terribly well known by uh, the general population.
2: Not either. Maybe they're next on the hit list. Mm. Uh, We've got lots more coming up with Lucha. We're going to delve more into the impacts this law will have on the daily lives of hungry uh, people of people in Hungary. This is World Wide Wave Love Radio. Joy is now on iHeartRadio. Turn us on anywhere. They had a society are doing in Hungary after the Constitutional Court of Hungary backflipped and uh, allowed anti-trans laws to continue. We're talking backflips. Have you done any backflips? Any major backflips that you come to mind... In life, I, the one that sort of came into my mm. mind was John Howard on the GST, um, was very, very much against it and then, oh, hang on, oh, we'll, we'll bring that in. Just happened. Just happened. Mm. I wonder, wonder what the process of thinking there is. I'll just change my whole ethos. <laughs> um, the UK government has also backflipped on on any number of LGBT rights. They're kind
0: of not doing too well over there. And yeah. Donald Trump has done any number of backflips. He's a well, he's one human, big back-flip and, yes. yeah. human backflip. Yes, human mm. backflip, Yes.
1: Hungary's LGBTIQ community was hoping the referral to the country's constitutional Court of a law that makes gender recognition of trans people impossible would be able to stop the law. But in one instant, the court has taken LGBT rights back 20 years, particularly for trans people. But the battle is not yet over. Lost with the European Union now launching legal action against the ruling, the Hada Society has been advocated for LGBTIQ people for over 25 years. Executive board member Luch Dudit, joined us to explain what the ruling means to the daily lives of trans people in Hungary.
3: So in 2021, there was a judge who decided to suspend the case and petition the constitutional court. And they argued that this new amendment um, that makes it impossible for trans people to get their gender legally recognized is in violation of our constitution. And that uh, it is contrary to the right to human dignity and the respect for private life. Now, we had to wait for one and a half years for the constitutional court to rule on this petition. And we were very disappointed by the decision uh, because even five years ago, the constitutional court has ruled that uh, legal gender recognition is uh, a constitutional right to everybody yeah. because trans people need documentation that is in line with the gender identity and the name that they use for their safety and for dignity. Uh, Because, you know, in Hungary, you have to change or you have to show your documents very, very often when you go to the bank, when you go to the post office to get your package, even when you have to show your on on public transport that you have a monthly ticket, you always have to show your ID or your uh, passport. When you go to a job interview, when you go to, um, to, to get accommodation. So you have to show it very, very often. And every time trans people who don't have the documentation, uh, with their gender identity and the name that they use, uh, every time they show it, they have to come out and they have to explain mm-hmm. their gender identity. Now, this doesn't only put them at risk of discrimination, but also of harassment and unfortunately also of aggression and violence. Oh
1: is there a lot of violence against trans people in Hungary.
3: So, um my organization does a lot of research and uh, what we see is that uh, trans people are especially at risk of uh, long-term unemployment and also of harassment uh, and being marginalized, uh not having a good support system, um you know, feeling very alone and isolated and also being harassed on the street or in public transport. And not just verbally, but also sadly physically as well.
1: You mentioned that briefly, but I just wanted to go a little back in a little bit on that about uh, society attitude towards trans people and LGBTIQ people in general. Have you seen any changes in the fourteen years that uh, the Viktor Orbán has been the prime minister?
3: Uh, so, so we discuss this a lot among the community and among activists as well. You know, when I ask activists who have been very active in the in the scene since the 80s or the 90s, they say that um right now it's better to be an LGBTQI person than it was in the 90s, yeah. but it is a lot worse than it was in the 2000s. Because in the 2000s, you know, that was the time when Hungary joined the EU, mm-hmm. then our anti-discrimination laws uh, were passed in Parliament, then we got uh, registered civil partnership, so it was an era of hope. And um a lot of the times activists were consulted and, you know, um the opinion was called upon. What do they think about certain amendments? There was a lot of public discussion. And uh, since uh, Victor Orban has come to power, it was a rather a very systematic erasure of LGBTQI people in the public eye. Public discussions, public consultations have been uh, basically dissolved. Uh, We are not consulted anymore. So uh, a lot of the times we think that uh, this is just, uh, you know, a systematic erasure that is trying to happen to kind of uh, hide LGBTQI people in the public eye. But obviously, in the year of 2023, you can't really do that, especially not when you have the internet, when you have streaming services. So a lot of people do see LGBTQI content and LGBTQI people portrayed in a positive light if they don't only watch the public television.
1: The official propaganda.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Now, what happened to the people that had their gender legally recognized before the bill came into effect? Has it got an effect on them?
3: Fortunately, no such effect. However, when the government passed the law, uh, for at least three months, there was a lot of confusion because they kept uh, making very vague statements about people who have already got their documents changed. So that also instilled a lot of fear and insecurity uh, for trans people.
1: You mentioned, obviously, that uh, there was a lot of changes when Hungary joined the EU. And you are part of the EU, so is there anything the EU is doing for trans people and LGBTIQ people rights in Hungary?
3: The European Commission has launched an infringement procedure against Hungary only a week after the so-called propaganda law that bans the depiction and, the, as they say, the propagation of LGBTQI topics came into force. This was the swiftest that we have ever seen the Commission to act So we in Hungary were really, really pleased with that reaction from the EU. Now, the infringement procedure is um, a rather bureaucratic term. Um, For the first one and a half years, it's basically uh, the European Commission and um, the Hungarian government sending letters back to forth, uh, trying to convince uh, one another that... uh, um, well, the government is trying to convince the commission that, uh, you know, this, this law that bans the, the portrayal of LGBTQI people, it is not discriminatory anyway. And obviously the commission did not find their reasoning satisfactory. So they announced that they will be taking uh, Hungary to the European Court of Justice. We expect this case to be um, a bit long um, because these administrative procedures are just um, lengthy, but uh, we expect that uh, in one or two years the court will rule that this law is indeed discriminatory and then uh, Hungary will be probably forced to annulate or withdraw it.
2: Speaking from Budapest, that's Lucha Duditz from the Hatter Society with Sunjoy 94.9. I don't think in Australia we quite... um, have enough of a concept of what this simple change means because we don't show our IDs everywhere.
1: Mm. But... yeah, in, in a lot of European countries, have I mean I, I come from France, and it's something you do quite often. You ask for idea very, very regularly, and you have legally to carry ID. I know it's different in the UK because they don't actually have an, a, an official ID document apart from a passport. You don't have to have a, a you know ID card, which you have in in the majority of other European countries. Um, so, you it's something you just. Have to carry with you. You can't get out of your house with that ID because you can be stopped by the police and ask for it.
0: Gee, Bob Hawke tried to introduce it here in the early nineteen eighties,
2: but did it did not just, go down well. No, it was no. totally canned. Tra- you can't. But it, as a trans person, if you are, if your ID hmm. doesn't match the way a police officer or somebody is. Um, sees you, then you're, yeah. you're you're instantly on the back foot. You're instantly in trouble.
1: Mm. And you're constantly outed as well. You know, you don't need to be outed to a bus driver, to this guy, you know, mm. to anybody. You, you are outed without your consent, in a way, because you have to give an idea to do something.
2: Yeah. I think the other thing that was uh, interesting from Lucha there was that, um, you know, trans activists, trans people who've sort of been there for many years... It's better than it was in the uh, in the 80s and 90s, but it's worse than the 2000s. So mm. it just sort of shows that um,
1: rights can be lost.
2: Yeah, we can't yeah. take it for granted. Yeah. It's
1: just and I know we go on and on about this in this show, but it is something that we see in some countries.
2: Mm. Mm. Proof here in Hungary. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that just one person can make such an incredible difference. Uh, you know, Trump did it in the US, and Putin's doing it in Russia. Just one man seems to be able to change so much. Mm. Well, he's getting the
2: votes of the people in Hungary, so mm. we'll see where it goes. But coming up on Joy ninety four point nine, we find out what is next in the fight against Hungary's latest anti LGBT laws. This is World Wide Wave. Out loud, proud joy.
1: Hello, this is Wolfgang from Conchita City, which is Vienna in Austria. You're listening to World Wide Wave from Joy 94.9.
0: You're on the show that takes you around the globe one queer story at a time, World Wide Wave. A special hello to everybody listening to us on podcast. You can subscribe to receive our podcast automatically either at joy.org.au forward slash World Wave or on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform. And don't forget to leave us a review. And sometimes
2: when we have really, um, uh, really great interviews that we just can't fit everything in the show, we put up an extended podcast like we did last week. So. Mm. You can really uh, get insights that you won't hear anywhere else by uh, subscribing to those podcasts. The world's longest-running radio show dedicated to international LGBTIQ news and current affairs. This is World Wide Wave from Australia's Rainbow Radio Station, Joy 94.9. We are in Hungary tonight and local advocates in Hungary describe the anti-trans law as a major step backwards. Numerous countries have called it a violation of human rights and the European Union is set to test the law and the Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban's resolve in the international courts. But all of this takes time. Lucha Duditz is an executive board member at the Hatter Society, Hungary's oldest LGBT advocacy organization. With multiple legal fights looking set to be drawn out over years to come, we asked Lucha what their next steps are to fight these changes.
3: My organization uh, will be taking the case to Strasbourg, to the uh, European Court of Human Rights. And uh, since the European Court of Human Rights has uh, a strong um, practice case, mm. when it comes to legal gender recognition, we expect that uh, we will win because yeah. uh, the court has recognized that the right to legal gender recognition and the right to privacy are very, very closely linked. Um, so we do expect to win this case or these cases because it will be several that we will be taking to court. But uh, obviously, this will be quite a strain on uh, our administrative and our staffing resources. And, you know, the fact that it will take four or five more years, I think it's devastating. Because, you know, when you think about it, this law was passed in 2020. And to wait until, you know, 2028 or 2029 for a positive decision, that's eight years. Imagine living without documents that uh, can ensure your safety and your privacy for eight years.
1: It's a lot of trauma for, for trans people for eight years, a lot of discrimination and potential harm. Really. Exactly. What are the, the prospects of the current government continuing to be re-elected? Do you think it's likely?
3: So we had elections last spring and they actually had a, a major landslide win. Oh. Um so so that's the that's the current situation. But what I can say, of which I think is quite positive, is that The referendum that I mentioned earlier um, that was very anti-LGBTQI in nature, it had questions asking, uh, do you support that children are shown uh, media content that is harmful for their development when it comes to LGBTQI topics? Those were the kind of questions that they Mm -hmm. asked. And my organization, along with um, Amnesty International, Hungary, and 12 more civil society organizations, we campaigned for the referendum to be invalid and it was actually invalid, uh, with more than 20% of people voting in an invalid race, crossing the yes and the no, mm. even though it was on the same day as the general election. So we couldn't boycott it because people were going to the polls anyway. Mm. Uh, and it's just not a good uh, message to say, stay at home, yeah. when people will be going to the polls. Uh, and it, it was, uh, you know, um I'm not saying it was a surprise, but... um I think it really showed that uh, the general sentiment uh, towards LGBTQI people is not the same as the Hungarian government is trying to pass uh, along internationally. So I think that was a, a kind of a, um, a ray of hope for a lot of mm. people. And I'm hoping that we can maintain that ray of hope for our community.
1: So that there, is, there is some hope that things might change, but it will. It might take time. Lutcher Didit, uh, Executive Communications Officer at the Hatters Society. Thank you very much for talking to us at World Wide Wave.
3: Thank you for the invitation.
2: It's uh, it, it's a long-term battle, isn't it? It's not a short term. The um, uh, Whilst they're fully expecting to win the cases, they've got to wait for the day in court and go through all the processes and um, as I said, it's probably four or five years from now and they've already been battling a couple of years.
1: Yeah. And just, oh, there are no guarantees that there won't be more laws in the meantime as well. Yeah. So, you
0: know. Sounds exhausting and expensive going through all of that. Yeah. You'd and want to have a,
1: a friend in the legal profession, wouldn't you? Mm. Um,
2: I wonder too, so the, the referendum... Um, ploy, I guess you'd call it, but a good chance for people who are feeling disenfranchised by the government to send a message to um, rally together. And you know, even as Lucha said, there, there it was a ray of hope. Mm. Did it achieve a whole lot? Mm, maybe, maybe not. I, th- I think this is this was the referendum that the um, they told the European Union they were doing. I think, I think. yeah, so,
1: to to be able to change the constitution to uh, to stop. The uh, propaganda, the, the sa- similar laws to be in, um, to be um, in to like in start, Russia? yeah, yeah, Russia.
2: anti-propaganda yeah. laws in Russia. So I wonder if that's a sort of a a, a win in that the you know the the weapon they were going to oh. use to tell the um, European Union to go away and stop bothering us. Well, they can't use that yeah. now because it was an invalid referendum. Oh. Mm. Clever tactics, or but also I think people can rally behind that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. European Union, so over the many many years we've spoken um, both really positively and also sometimes negatively about the European Union because when you join and there are now three more countries wanting to join, but when you join you've got to, to be selected you've got to tick off a whole lot of criteria and the the criteria around LGBT rights and minority rights is quite strong. Mm. So, we've seen quite a number of countries that have had to amend their laws to be much more pro-LGBT or much more equal, basically, um, in order to achieve European Union
1: membership. Good thing, yes. Good thing, but sometimes referred to as pink washing because it is a good thing, but it is something you have to do. So, therefore, let's go through, let's please the people in Brussels and tick all the boxes and then... It doesn't mean it changes the culture. Yeah, and, and we know, but uh, there's this very vicious circle in the chicken and egg as well that we've talked bef- talked about before. That if you change the law first, then you expect society to change, or do you wait for society to change to then change the law? So hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, by doing that, it changes. But then it can go back, like we've seen in Hungary, like we've seen in Poland. And I think that's the
2: next challenge for the EU because they've, yeah. um, whilst you have to do these things to get your membership. Once you've got the membership, you don't you you can change things. They they don't seem to have a a recourse if somebody takes out membership and then turns the other direction.
1: Well, mm. well, they, they do like they're doing with through Hungary the at the moment through the court and saying the infringement notice and all this. But it takes four or five years to mm. so it's such a big machine that it's just it's not instant. I mean, and the same as joining the EU is not instant either. So I guess it's the same type of time frame, but for the people on the ground, it's time they can't, they don't have. Mm.
2: Yeah, if you're a trans person and, and, you know, you're being harassed or um, you can't progress forward with your transition because of these uh, uh, horrible laws, yes, it's a very personal outcome for the decisions that are made. Listen live or on demand from wherever you are in the world. Stream us live on joy.org.au or subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform to World Wide Wave. Receive LGBT news from around the world throughout the week. Like World Wide Wave on Facebook now. A big thank you to Lucha Duditz, the Executive Board Member and Communications Officer at the Hatter Society in Hungary. You can find out more about them at en.hatter.hu.
0: And thanks to everybody who sent us messages on Facebook, Liz, Ross, Richard, and a whole heap more. Um, that's W3Joy on Facebook.
1: And behind the, theme- behind the scenes, we need to thank... You do behind oh. the themes, if yeah. you like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a little issue here. We need to thank our podcaster, Peter, and also our. we have a social media master, and that's Dean. We'll be back next week with more World Wide Wave. Thanks for listening to another podcast from World Wide Wave the show that takes you around the globe, one country at a time. World Wide Wave is the international news and current affairs show on Australia's LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. You can listen live every Tuesday night on 94.9 FM in Melbourne and online at joy.org.au. You'll find all our podcasts at joy.org.au slash worldwide wave or follow us on facebook for the latest international lgbt news search w3 joy on facebook now
0: this podcast was produced by joy media you can support joy's diverse sound and diverse community this june by donating to joy radiothon 2024
3: go to joy.org.au slash radiothon and remember we all flourish with joy